0: welcome back to the ask for more podcast we really have been blown away by all your comments in our facebook group so we wanted to just thank you for getting involved we do share exclusive content and continue the conversation on each episode in our group so please come and join us well today we're in the big smoke in london to connect with some women who we think have fabulous stories and who can inspire you in your career and business Jenny Faulkner has been on our screens for more than 20 years from a contestant on Blind Date presenting Entertainment Today on GMTV and This Morning on ITV to show jumping champion for sports relief. Recently she moved to Smooth Radio Breakfasts and last year she launched her own podcast Run Pod, where she interviews other celebs about their passion for pounding the pavement. Joining us is tech CEO turned luxury handbag designer, Sarah Harren, who was responsible for bringing the internet to the UK 20 years ago. After going through a crisis at 40, she met the Mulberry boss and decided to turn her creative pastime into her new enterprise. She now has waiting lists for some of her designs and supplies some of the UK's biggest department stores. For both women, having headspace is key to how they live their lives. Today we discuss how to create that. We get under the skin and into the handbags of both women to find out the strangest item we have in ours. Hmm. We look back on the dawn of the internet and share our memories from back then. Headspace, clear your mind and get some clarity. We recorded this episode just before the UK went into lockdown, and while we've done our best to maintain our usual recording standards, we do have to apologise in advance for the sound quality in Jenny's mic due to some technical problems. We hope you understand and bear with us. Thanks again for joining us. Enjoy the conversation. Okay, so welcome Jenny and welcome Sarah. It's nice to have you here.
1: Thanks very much. Thanks <laughs> for <Fine> having me.
0: <laughs> welcome, welcome. Although we, we must say that um, Jenny, you're joining us remotely um you've just finished your breakfast show on smooth and um i think you know to, to give some context around the timing of all this um we we're in march and uh, yesterday boris just announced uh, lockdown really so um we are just being a bit careful with social interactions and that's the reason jenny that you're
2: joining us remotely today i know, I know it feels it feels like a really unsettling time doesn't it at the moment you never know where things are going obviously the time this airs who knows where the situation will have taken us but yeah you just got to be careful yeah i wonder
0: if we were able to talk to our future selves right now (laughs) what we would be saying in sort of six weeks time i do wonder where we're going to be with this um but Seda, you joined us all the way from scotland so we are in london as well today you've come you've come down to join us
1: yeah so i flew down and that was interesting just because the airplane was quite empty which is something you never normally see from glasgow down to london Um, and everyone there was quite a few people wearing masks as well so then you kind of feel like oh i really ought to put a mask on as well so i did carry one with me but i do think on airplanes it's probably quite wise was it like Um, having a private jet um sort of actually had the whole road to myself wow. um and the air stewards were moving people around just to make sure mm-hmm. that there was balance mm-hmm. um but apart from that it was yeah it was okay
0: Well we're very grateful that you've joined us and apologies you're, that, that you've had, you had to travel that and that you're here and we're making the most of it um Jenny how's how's the situation affecting you at the
2: moment Well it's you know so my my job is continuing as normal so I'm on I'm on radio six mornings a week which I guess is one of the reasons I have to be careful because I want to make sure I can still go to work like morning of the week. But the the building is is very quiet. The only people really that are there are the on air talent and the producers. Mm-hmm. So it's so quiet. It's almost like Christmas Day service everywhere. Oh, lovely! Um, yeah. And, yeah. and then on the tube, if you were to get the tube, it's like you're on business class because you have so much legroom everywhere you go. I mean,
0: people and, are yeah. giving you space for the first time in London. It's fantastic. It's true. In, yeah, a, is true, a, true, actually sense. Yeah, i Actually,
1: yeah. Came in via Oxford Circus, and no one was haranguing yeah. anybody. It was like very pleasant for a change on the tube. I know. So, Jenny, do you do you hope it's that? It's good, isn't it? And I, I actually run. I run
2: home. I commute. Uh, do a, a run commute. So that's that's the way I travel right. um, on the way back. And actually, there are more runners out than ever. Until this morning, it was very quiet today. Usually, there would be loads of people, but actually, it was. Very very quiet. See, not not many cars
0: either. Mm-hmm. I think there's never been a better time actually to be a runner than now because yeah. everyone who's used to going to the gyms and you know pumping iron, lifting weights, they're obviously going to be struggling. The gyms. Yeah, they're yeah. going to be struggling a little bit yeah. just now, aren't they? Yeah, gyms. To well, be a lot avoided. of gyms
2: have started doing um, live Instagram workouts, so they've they've shut down their classes. And this morning, in fact, I noticed um, even Barry's Bootcamp, which is a nationwide. Gym, they started doing a live Instagram workout every half hour, every That's hour. A good or, idea. And just get people to work out at home and join them. I mean, it's a great PR stunt, anyway. Totally, certainly. Yeah. yeah. As well as get everyone quit from their living rooms. Mm. I mean, it is yeah. great
0: to see how people are diversifying and how people are changing and adapting to this. And I think that, you know, that's going to be really key moving forward is how we all adjust and adapt. Yeah. Um, You know, I imagine the divorce rate is going to go up because everyone's spending time Too at, home, time at <laughs> home with their <laughs> home. loved ones. But but also, yes. you know, I do think it's a really good time for everyone to come together. And, that you know, things like that are just fantastic.
2: Mm. Um, there are rumours, there are people saying there could be a baby boom in about nine months' yes, time. and that's what my dad
1: said. Oh, porn yeah. Porn. Yes, that sounds far babies. more exciting
0: than what I have planned over the yeah. next few weeks. Anyway,
1: <laughs> you'll be a C- maybe it would be like you'd have been a war baby. Now you're going to be a CV baby. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> that's it's be. Oh well,
0: do you know whatever the situation is um, when this is released, we do. Um, you know, we think it's really important to, to to look at that, and we will be looking at that further over the coming weeks and um, reaching out to people on our Facebook group to to speak to them about the impact of that on small businesses. Um it's so actually, it's
2: so upsetting. And how it's impacting all the small businesses. My husband as well has, you know, a, a company that started up last year and just overnight going from being such a success to just becoming a little bit quieter, you know, you just don't know where it's gonna go. But you see the impact it's having and even larger businesses, it's it's right, mm. right now
0: yeah i think we definitely need to support the small businesses at the moment and you know i think it's something that i've become aware of actually today wandering about london is you know not going to the starbucks and the costas you know finding yeah, the, smaller, the smaller smaller businesses and spending and your things. money there um yeah. just to try and make some sort of impact um but anyway jenny uh you've had the most amazing tv career and i wanted to talk to you a wee bit about it before we we kind of go into everything today because um i found a few connections where we almost could have met um before <laughs> until before today because you have done i mean obviously your first the first appearance that you had on tv was uh with blind date one of the first was with with blind date but you've done so much you've had the most incredible incredible career and that included being um you're a travel reporter for this morning you were a guest presenter um, which is a program that um that i worked on as well so i feel like we could have crossed paths before
2: <laughs> i know it's funny isn't it we I was there for quite a long time and I still occasionally do work for them as well. So it's not like I've completely cut off from them and oh, it's a great place to work there. In fact, I've got to say, Holly and Philip do have probably the best presenting jobs on television because something changes every day. They've got amazing content. They're on at a great time. So they can still, you know, Holly can still be a brilliant mum and do the pick up. What a great job she has. But you know, also. And she's for- good at him, and Philip
0: she you know they're they're just a fantastic pair and it's such a well-loved well-watched program and I loved working on the production side of things with there because every time I walked into the art department it was like that song from Willy Wonka would play yeah. you know come with me and yeah. you'll see oh, yeah. in a world of your imagination it was just amazing because they were just capable of doing so much and it was just lovely working working on that show um but I also noticed that you uh grew up in Mulgay I
2: did I, did. I grew up in Mulgay uh I lived there to about Seven or eight. And my mum and dad actually—they—they're not too far away from there now. And um, so it means that whenever we come home, we are straight down to Colegate and we'll be out for
1: some outfit.
0: Oh, do you know what? So, so I—my parents are from Bearsden, and that's where I grew up. So we were technically neighbours for a little while. Oh, <laughs> so... We were very
1: close, yeah. The offices that we were in were in um the West of Scotland silent Science Park, just on Canniesburn Toll so oh, wow. i love that really it's just really
0: close <laughs> i do really appreciate a six degrees of separation <laughs> really story is. i just do i yeah. love it i do love it um yeah. so you know, um but we met actually we were introduced by susie cormack bruce yes who is a fashion editor um when you were launching your collection at jenner's um right. so you know that has that's been the business is doing really well
1: yes but like you say like jenny was saying there being a small business um i think the next 12 weeks are going to be um a rough ride. Mm-hmm. It's hard to suggest that you need a handbag in the next twelve weeks, especially as a full stone at home. No, I understand. Um, so, but we've been doing great. You know, it's it's launching a new brand when nobody's heard of you is um, nothing short of madness. Actually, um, I probably should have stayed in corporate world. Um, But the opportunity to do something completely different um, has been amazing. Mm. And I've met so many amazing people, even like Susie, yourself, um, Jenny by proxy. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I think um, I've enjoyed it. And it's been the right thing to do. I mean I think
0: that the the, the, the key thing for, for small businesses is finding new ways isn't it and yes I think um, it's it's such a shame that you have kind of you, you do feel like you're starting up now but what yeah. as we'll find out you know you've had the most incredible career journey and yeah. um, and actually it's it's offering you a lot of creative headspace as yes. well this new enterprise yep. um jenny talking of creative headspaces, uh you have come up with um formats in the past for tv shows so you've used your creativity to create roles for yourself which i really like and the one i'm talking about in particular was it came from the fact that you were a fan of 24
2: <laughs> i know well look it's always good to come up with ideas for television shows in the way selfishly just to give yourself work but yeah that was another that was another one that I came up with because I was a huge fan of 24 and Kiefer Sutherland and was obsessed with it and so I wrote an idea for a show and Sky decided to make it (laughs) it surprised me more than anything so it meant that I got to travel over to LA and New York and hang out with the cast and interview them all and basically have my 24 fandom moment completely Appreciated. I mean it was just amazing I just got to go and ask them all the questions I wanted to and we turned it into a television program
0: I mean I think it's amazing I genuinely think it's amazing that you've that you've done that and what did um, your husband James think of you going all the way to LA just to meet Keith Sutherland
2: (laughs) he was he just rolled his eyes I think the fact that he was also a fan so he was quite excited that I was going to go and get the answers to loads of questions we had it was the series actually that Robert Calais was on oh wow um, yeah yeah With him, too, it was quite a while ago now, but it was just an amazing experience. And to see uh, a show that you've come up with be developed and turned into a program, and obviously, you know, it'd be lovely to have a big show, um, a big game show developed or something else, but um. That, that was my only experience of a TV show actually being made. So, um, but but it's, it's amazing. It's amazing to have that. It's quite a competitive business. So to get yeah. something made is just fabulous.
0: It's hugely competitive. But I think it's a great side of you to show because so many people see you as um, you know, a presenter and a model, but you you've got so many different facets to you and so many different skills and talents. And I think that's wonderful. I'm wondering if you have a, an idea for a dating show,
2: if you're watching any of the dating shows having started on Blind Date. Oh, I have had many ideas. We've actually, we had a couple of shows that were developed, but they never came to anything and travel shows. So I have, I have tried very hard to have some shows commissioned and I'm sure I'm not the only one. There are many presenters out there that do, because also you're always trying to find another angle. You're always going to seek longevity in your career. And I've been a presenter for 25 years frighteningly now and you never know when that day is going to come to an end so you have to always have a backup plan basically and so sometimes the thought of working behind the scenes is a great opportunity I know it's not easy and there's a lot to learn to do that as well and um, so I'll, I'll keep fighting away and um, I turned to radio so then that was great that's given me a whole new career um well it's well it's it's still kind of I suppose on the microphone but it's very different television presenting and I'm loving it as well so that's really great that I found that it's completely changed my career in mm-hmm. fact.
0: and I also love that at this time it, it might allow you to basically work in your bed for two weeks or work from your bed for two weeks <laughs> who knows
2: yeah I know, there is a there is a rumor that we could all end up doing radio shows from our house wow really interesting
0: would you be bringing your neighbors in as uh, guests and things yeah, yeah.
2: I, I just been trying to keep the dog quiet you're doing very well at the moment oh, oh well There's done no, no, no every now and again you might hear a very lu- loud snore. no that's not me it's the dog, it's dog. <laughs> um now
0: say that you basically brought internet to the uk i love this as a well, top I'm sure line
1: bt might <laughs> have something to say no i'm about taking that. it that's a headline you brought brought internet yes, to the yes, uk yes, yes. well
0: you were the COO of IOMart 20 yes, years ago and yeah. um Tell us a bit about that time because that was a real like I remember that. That that dial tone that we had uh-huh. when, when internet first started
1: yeah, and screaming noise. But you yeah. were you were selling internet, is that right? So we were selling well we, we the the um CEO it was um his company and um he had sold a business um to Scottish Telecom and um in doing that we'd seen the sort of the opportunity that was there Um, And Scottish Telecom at that time, they were hopelessly chaotic, and Mm -hmm. I don't think they really knew or realized what opportunity was there. Um, And so we could see that people were gonna want to get onto the internet, but people didn't really know what the internet was. Um, and in fact, I think I was telling you about um, a big contract that we got with Microsoft. Mm-hmm. And um, the the part of what we had to do was answer support phone calls for Microsoft because they didn't know what the Internet was. And of course, the most important thing with, on the Internet really is it was email. Um, And everybody at Microsoft was like, what's this funny thing called email? (laughs) Nobody really understands how to make it work. Um, And neither did we. Um, And we were just really trying really hard, lots of different things. But honestly, behind the scenes, everything we were doing was then finished off with a fax machine. Mm -hmm. So... It's just <laughs> it such a, a strange thing, yeah, a very strange thing. One of my um, first
0: memories from internet was was very much it was MSN Messenger. Did you ever yes. use it?
1: Yeah. Well, we we used um, CompuServe. CompuServe. They were yeah. kind of the the first one, and then there was a whole bunch that came after that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you're right. Um, very very strange. And one of the things that we did was um, to get people onto the internet. We started. Um, uh, uh, an isp called mad as a fish which we thought would be kind of cool and um it would be a great domain name to have you know so sarah at mad as a fish sounded a lot more interesting than sarah at Compuserve or <laughs> yeah. sarah at facebook one two three four five you know so um we did do that and we tried to get people onto the internet um with these things these floppy disks um and one of the big things we did was we went down to tea in the park the first tea in the park um and our logo was a big giant fish got like an and it well it was a big fish you know um what do you, what do you call those things they're just a the little tiny fish that you have a goldfish yeah and that was our logo and we put headphones on him and he was super cool um, so
0: you so went to tea in the park
1: with a bunch of floppies yeah <laughs> floppy disks <laughs> and handed them all out to everybody yeah. and people really didn't know what they were um Isn't and we were trying to explain it but I you know. but
0: you but they gave you a specific name
1: didn't yes they? Your my first name, name was, was angel fish was angel fish
2: jenny angel did fish. you
0: have a first name on msn messenger did you have like a name that you were do you remember your first email
2: address oh, no i don't remember i was trying to work out when was that tea in the, was that like
1: mid nineties? Yes, the very that? first one. Yeah, because um, we we went public in two thousand, um, so we had some a bit more money that we could use to go and do some marketing. So we thought, right, we'll go to tea in the park and we'll hand out all of these discs. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, it was um very strange because I for, for
0: some reason and I don't know why I called myself Maria and I'm actually okay. thinking it was the, the, that Blondie song was out at the all time right. you know Maria okay. yeah no, I'm not uh-huh. going to sing it ever again I'm not going to sing ever again I promise um yeah. but- I
2: don't remember doing MSN Messenger because I think my first experience of email was at university and I was on the intranet university yes oh. yeah 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 yes like all thought it was amazing queue for hours in the library to go and use the computer to email your friend in Manchester because it was quicker than a letter. However, you then have to wait for three days until she logged on. Yeah, that's true. Days. Yes. yes. I
0: just find it really fun for chatting to all the boys in your classes for the first time you know it was like a really yeah I did I'm sorry that's what I used it for I didn't use (laughs) it for good I used it for evil (laughs) sorry about that sorry about that Um, but obviously the reason that um, we were connecting you both today is um, I mean Sarah you've come from an incredibly corporate world yes, and um, Jenny you've had this amazing busy TV career for, for 25 years. And I think that sometimes all of us get really caught up in what we're doing, and we don't allow ourselves time or headspace. And I find it a really interesting conversation to have about, you know, what what's the what's the crunch point? When does when do things start to change? When do things start to become too much? And when at what point do we decide to change that and allow headspace? Um, how do we make headspace in our lives? And God space. Some people call it God space, which you know I've, I'm actually on board with yeah, because. Yeah some people are incredibly religious and they get mm-hmm. you know a lot of satisfaction from that but um, I think in the west certainly we we do it another way and, and some people fill it um, you know with alcohol some people fill it with relationships some people fill it in all different ways but I'm interested to hear how you both fill your headspace um, so Jenny last year you launched you launched your podcast uh, and it's called run pod yeah has been going for it, it was March last year
2: yeah it was um it's almost a year ago now it launched it in about April last year and I just I for me I my time out, I go for a run I mean I'm not gonna win anything I'm not the best runner I'm just I just someone that can appreciate the benefits of it from a mental health point of view and also from a keeping fit point of view I don't know if either of you run
1: yes I run actually I run quite a lot um my knees are a wee bit sore these days I have (laughs) to say But I I get exactly what you mean. You're just kind of out there Mm -hmm. and you're in the fresh air as well. I actually hate running in the gym, I have to say. Uh, But in Scotland, where the weather is um, somewhat dramatic in the winter, you end up having to go there. But you feel kind of free and um, yeah, you can just... It's a very cathartic experience, I think, especially you're in the countryside, aren't you? So so you have those beautiful runs to
0: go on. Yeah, nice
1: places to run too, yes.
0: Um, but, But you said that you don't... You're not expecting to win anything, Jenny. But I heard the first time you did the uh London marathon that you did it in like three and a half hours. Is that right? Three hours forty.
2: Yeah, no, I, I mean, do you know it's it's I, I love running and if you train hard and you focus and you really commit time, you can see an improvement. And I did do well that year, three and a half hours, but I just I just haven't got time, you know, and I've got a, a daughter who I'm running around after and I work quite anti hours so I'm quite frankly shattered a lot of the time so just the the opportunity to focus entirely on running is something that I would love to do but it's it unfortunately can't be a priority for me so for me running is just about taking part and also I'm I'm really keen to let more people doing exercise and getting up off the sofa and keeping fit they don't have to again they don't have to go and smash a 20 minute pb in a part run they just have to join in and so i decided that run forward was was something that was lacking and it's just a conversation about the feel good of running because i would started listening to podcasts and there are a lot of them that were really great sources of information but almost at quite an elite level and there was nothing that was just motivating and inspiring for anyone to listen to so you could be a a really good runner that just wants to listen to people talking about running or you could be someone that's just starting and needing a little push so I just decided to create this conversation about running and they no one really thought it would do that well because it's very niche and it's about running but actually there, there are a lot of runners in
1: Britain yeah there's <laughs> so a lot of people I'm, that run I'm
2: yeah I'm better than we would imagine so I'm really proud of it really proud
0: But you've had some fantastic names and guests and people who um you know the point in this podcast is very much to connect people with inspiring voices and um that's certainly the case with you as well i mean some of the people you've had on it are you know hilarious you have had dick and dom recently um but also (laughs) keith lemon
2: um and lorraine kelly i'll be honest keith lemon was not the best advert for running <laughs> the one, the one guest we've had i thought i could bring on you know we've all got a friend that you can convince to try running and i thought let's try it with him no it did not work in fact it's, but it's quite funny because he's still so against running it's almost just like a funny listen but, uh, yeah, there's been some quite surprising people. No one expected Peter Andre to talk about running. And we've had Olympians from Kelly Holmes, Sally Gunnell, Ewan Thomas, a Paralympian Richard Whitehead. And then also just you know Amanda Holden, Lorraine Kelly, as you said. There's been some great, great guests on there. And every one of them, not all of them great runners. Some of them like Sophie Rayworth, an amazing runner. But just some of them just people that plod around the block but they do it because it makes them feel good and it keeps them fit. And that's what it's all about. It's just about getting up off the sofa and getting out the door.
0: But you say say that you run Splore as well, um, that you run home every day uh, from work. So that's an hour of of running that you get. And um, part of that, do you know what, to be perfectly honest, having lived in London now for a year and a half, I can say that uh, I started doing that when I was working in Paddington, living in Streatham. So it was about a 10K and it was lovely. And it was also about the same amount of time as it would take to get home on public transport. So I thought, well, why? Why would you not? Um, but it was a wonderful way to break down the day and actually decompress completely. And for me, in London, it se- certainly has become about escapism more than anything else.
2: I no, like just I've, I've got I completely agree with that. You know as well, there's, there's, everyone everyone's rushing around and it's so. Kind of, very hectic lifestyle in london i was just in south africa where my brother lives um he was getting married uh last month and oh congratulations and everyone's just very chilled out there's no traffic really there's it's not that stressful unless you're in the very center of town it's a very chilled out life and you realize then that london is a stressful place to be the whole time your your work hours are long the commute takes a lot of time and actually, you're spending more time working or traveling to and from work than you are enjoying your home life and spending quality time. So almost you never get to enjoy time out for yourself. It's a selfish thing to want to go to the gym when you've actually got family or work to do. So commuting running almost feels like it's killing two birds with one stone. I can say it's the same amount of time, but at least you're getting that me time and you're getting the fitness done and you're getting the fresh air, um, albeit, you know, In a city, Um, you're getting the best pressure you can. Um, It it just, for me, it means that I get to do all the things I need to do, especially to kind of stay sane as well, when someone goes crazy. Stay sane as (laughs) well.
0: Well, do you know? For two things so I mean firstly I think time becomes such a precious commodity um, and uh, you see that everywhere in London uh, people you know have lots of everything else but very little time um, but I think the impact on mental health and the way that you can use it certainly to uh, maintain good mental health is, is, is really really important and I think that there's you know it maybe right now is an interesting time to talk about the, the impact on, on mental health in, in your lives especially as many of us as I say we'll probably be working from home given this current cli- climate and not being able to go to the gym you know Sarah as you said um but f- for you Sarah it was an interesting life before you know you had this job as a really high-powered CEO the only women in the boardroom yeah. really um and you hit 40 yeah. and things started to be change whole, with you with your confidence and really with your mental cliched.
1: health um and when you're in your 20s and 30s you think that'll never happen to me Um, but yeah, I did have a real, um, bounce of confidence, um, when I hit 40, um, and I think it was just the change and, and you sort of think, well, I've been running around after the kids have done all these things and suddenly everyone tells you, you should know what you're doing. Um, and suddenly I think, actually, I don't really know what I'm doing anymore and I'm not sure I really want to continue what I'm doing as well. Um, so and again, so busy, you know, between going between Scotland and and London. Although I'm based in Scotland, um, most of our business is done in London. So you're constantly on that sort of hamster wheel. Um, um, Did people around you know the impact really that that was having to on you? Did you were you sharing it and with just people? Sort talking people feeling people that um, something had to change, mm-hmm. um, and so I didn't really go round. I don't think a lot of people would even realise. Um, I think it's one of these things if you think, you know, I'm about 50 whatever, something now and um, 10 years ago people didn't really talk about these sorts of things um, so it was very much, a, you know, keep calm carry on, chin up sort of thing um, so that was probably how I how I was mm-hmm. um, and I would very much have dealt with it myself, um, but I knew that I had to just make changes and get my work-life balance again that wasn't a thing that you really thought about But now you do, and I think it's much easier. You know, you can pick up Instagram and actually see something about uh, uh, radio stations. Everything is, you know, people are much more open and much more aware. Um, But for me, it was about finding some balance, finding something else other than the job I was doing, um, and some time for me to do something different. So, as you do, um, you start making handbags. So, so, how, how many handbags do you have? I think you <laughs> have hundreds. Well, you do. I have hundreds if you consider my stock levels. <laughs> um, because you have with fashion, so <laughs> the one <laughs> thing I've I've learned you have to order so or you have to make things in advance of selling them, um, which has been quite a change um, culturally. Because yeah. in the corporate world of IMA, you know it's not a question of build them and they'll come. It's just it's there and it happens. You're not having to have a whole load of um, stock and things that you can see and touch. Yeah. we were selling fresh air in many ways mm-hmm. um, so yes do have quite a lot of handbags of course I, I feel bad about using anybody else's handbags now so um, I do use all my own which is a great way of testing them out and making sure that they actually work
0: that a mm. amount, actually, um, I should say that yeah, you saw hundreds in studio, actually, <laughs> um, and and uh, you a studio actually and it's you have a studio in the house yeah. it's the most beautiful thing but it's also amazing because you have yeah. this um, wall that's yeah, so almost a, like a secret wall that takes you back into the space. workshop um, so I've, I've been lucky enough to go and, to go and yeah. see yeah. It. And it and it's a beautiful creative very space very that you've created and that was part of your journey to helping soothe your own anxieties and dealing with your New, new work-life balance
2: jenny have you
0: did you um, go through anything I I similar still Were in you i'm in
2: my 40s to be only totally part of it um i was i think i was <laughs> anxious of turning 40 for no reason really in advance of it and then i turned 40 and noticed no different so then i carried on but i still in my head don't feel like i've turned 40 i took turned 44 so um but yeah i I forget that that's my age I think I think I'm surrounded by so many people at work as well that are a lot are older than me, but a lot are younger than me, and I forget age all the time um I have one daughter, I think one day I still in my head think one day I might have another one you know I don't I, I genuinely forget my age, and so maybe I should probably grow up and realize that I am getting on in life.
1: <laughs> no, don't do that need to think like yeah. that yeah. but no not at
0: all i think more people need to think like that because i think i mean you hear age is just a number but actually i think i obsessed with it if you focus yeah, too much on what, what the age is then it's yeah of course it's going to you know make you reflect too much about where you are in life and I mean I kind of tend to think at the moment if 12 year old Zara uh-huh. could see you know 34 year old Zara I wonder what she would make of me right now and in some ways I'd be delighted in other ways I'd be devastated you know where's your you know your husband and your kids whereas now I'm thinking I don't even know if I want a husband and kids I don't need them I've
1: exactly you know, I know it's kids i a handbag collection for God's sake
2: When I remember when I was like 12 or 13 looking at the six formers and thinking so oh, growing up and then just assuming that by the time i was mid-20s i'd have probably met the man of my dreams and i'd probably have kids long after that and it, i couldn't have been further from that
0: um but sarah just to go back to your um creative endeavor hmm. you made clothes when you were you were younger yes you, this, I was, did. this was a, um, a skill that you had yes um so for
1: you it's you have you sort of disappear when you enter your studio don't you yeah I quite like the fact that I do go in there and I can forget about everything else that's kind of around me which was really important when I first started Mm -hmm. um and honestly when you're making something you I in my head I'm trying to figure out how to actually get to the end result so I'm trying to sort of turn a a a seam in my head will that work if i attach a handle will that work no that's not going to work and just sort of seeing it in my head um and that completely switched me off from everything else um, because i was completely focused i'm not very good at sort of sitting down and doing meditation or anything like that um i need to be doing something Mm -hmm. so for me that way of relaxing in my head it's doing something and at the same time, I'm relaxing, and most people can't get that. My husband's just going, but you're working. And I'm like, no, I'm not working. I'm... <laughs> I'm producing something but it's not a work thing I don't think of it as being a work thing but then if you do if you're doing what you love I mean I know it's cliche but you know if you do a
0: job you love you never work a day in your life and I think that's very true yeah Um, but I do love that you
1: say that you don't work at weekends but really it's that you save the creative stuff that you enjoy doing I save that yes I do apart from maybe late on Sunday night I might have to look at the accounts and think oh my god I need some more bags this week (laughs) Um, just to bring me back to earth but also when you were when you were learning how to design because you taught yourself how to design them yes um but you spent a week with the mulberry creators. i did um i came to london and i was very very fortunate having set everything up and got it all working um they tried to cancel the course which was meant to be with a bunch of people um and i remember phoning her and she phoned me and said we're cancelling we don't have enough people i said you must be joking i've like turned my lives upside down here i've got children are in care for the week you know my husband's doing this and you know i've had to come away from work which you know in a big job it's not easy to get away for a week and not be disturbed yeah Um, (laughs) you leave the the guilt trap on that's it yeah (laughs) so eventually she's okay um we'll do it and it turned out to be brilliant because it was just me and the ex-creative director who was very much back in the early days of Mulbray mm-hmm. and she was just amazing i had a whole week of her undivided attention mm-hmm. um might sound really boring to other people but no, for me i was just like oh my god this is so cool and, but how
0: incredible that you mm, that you carved this out that you decided to pave yeah, your own, own way and going do know, it it's, i mean the things that people would dream of doing is actually you know if you want to do something contacting people that know how to do it and do it very well is a yes. great way of do, you know great approach um yes. but you you have a you released a
1: confidence survey as part of your um yes. sort of ethos to
0: tie in with your we brand have,
1: yes and i think i think you know it's very you know sarah Harren the brand what's that all about so we want to um think about women and making them more confident making them more organized um and i wanted to sort of something that was a bit different rather than just being a handbag company Um, And I think in this day and age, you've got to put something behind what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Um, So and it it wasn't it wasn't something I started out thinking about, but as I've come to know my customers and had so many of them come back to me and say, you know, I was in that meeting and. I had my bag with me um, and I felt so much more confident going into the boardroom. I knew that I looked well dressed. I knew that I had all the stuff I needed for my meeting in my bag. Mm -hmm. If anyone was going to ask me for anything, bring your notebook out, I was so prepared. Mm -hmm. Um, And that got me sort of thinking about, well, what other things, you know, how are women feeling in the workplace? Um, what, What are we all feeling about it? Um, so, I thought I'd ask my customers now. We're a very small brand. We only have about a thousand customers, so it's very small. By the time you take away the people that are too busy to fill in the survey, you know, <laughs> you, know you encourage them. Um, we had to do about 350 people. Um, what was your top finding? The top finding was actually that, that 70% of us do feel uh, moments of not being confident throughout the month. Um, which was much higher than mm-hmm. I thought because you kind of think about the whole Instagram thing. you know you have the perception of everyone 's putting on a brave face yeah. and coming over as being confident um, so that 's why I wanted to get behind it and say, well we can 't all be confident. I expected it to be to be a lower percentage actually. Um, but I thought well that 's seventy percent every 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 day somebody's having a moment, so let 's mm-hmm. ask everybody what are their tips? um for getting through through their day and you know when they're not feeling as confident so everyone was so honest Mm -hmm. and we've got all these amazing tips from people it's a great um, approach a as a brand open. yeah you know and I, and I feel
0: that one of the things when I first met you and, and at that, that event in Jenner's and yeah. I did really enjoy the the thought and the care that's gone into it um you know things like for example you have um designed and manufactured these beautiful gorgeous leather tassels but yes. they, they can um they, they can be exchanged on different bags for different yes. looks but they also yeah. um can hook on inside for where you put your keys yep. so it's the one thing that drives me mad is mm-hmm. when I'm trying to find my keys in my bag yeah you can never find them and it's the you most irritating thing and you've got a really simple solution you really thought you really care about you know what you're doing and you're putting so yeah, so much thought I've into put it a
1: lot of thought into to these bags just to because if i want to organize a somebody and they're traveling or they're going places you want to be able to find yeah. your stuff. And um, I always remember that bag, that one with Michelle Cl- M- M- Michelle Pfeiffer and George Clooney, one fine day. And I always remember it. She was on the pier and she had this magic bag and George Clooney asked her to buy it from her because it was full of everything you needed um, to get your kids into um, into the school um, with all their packed lunches, all their magic things yeah. um, for a little show that they were doing, and he'd completely forgotten about the show. Yeah. Um, and she just pulled all this stuff out of her bag um, and I remember saying, oh, it's so chaos inside my bag, but there is all these things. Mm-hmm. And I thought, God, wouldn't it be great if you could just also be really organized? Yeah, um, I so, don't think yeah. I am
0: particularly organized. And Jenny, I'm going to come to you about this one, because uh, the one thing I, I didn't ask you to do at the start of this was if you to get your handbag beside you. <laughs> I don't know if you have yours near you um if you do great um because it was a bit of an icebreaker that we used to that we used to do with people at events which was um ask the women to exchange bags and find in like 30 seconds the strangest thing that they can in the bag and this happened because once I had an electric tool in my bag I've like I constantly have really Uh weird things because I just chuck everything in and it's and I just wondered what the weirdest thing that both of you have in your bag right now is
2: Oh God. I think I probably have something like uh children's toys at the bottom actually. (laughs) Ella's always making me she's always making me little toys out of beads or something like that, and they're always at the bottom, or I've got kids sudoku or kids puzzle book at the bottom just in case she's ever bored. There's probably something like that in there. Um dog's toy or dogs' treats, probably. Definitely gonna be dog poo bags in there and A ton of, kind of random there's probably about 13 lipsticks exactly the same shade but from different brands and every time I've gone into a shop I've gone well that color is nice and it's gone into the collection with every other identical shade
0: because when I was coming out this morning um I forgot about this but then as we were arriving I looked in my bag and the, one of the first things that I saw in one of the pockets was an allen key and i was like what i can't actually remember when i was using that and what i was using it for but because i think we get used to having such big bags and, and carrying yes. around um Your
1: you know life. all our
0: all of our life and our emotional baggage sorry mm-hmm. maybe that's just me yeah, um, that, that, my that. emotional baggage wouldn't fit in my bag my handbag <laughs> i need a much really bigger big bag, bag for that
2: a much bigger bag for that um but i think we just get used I've to chucking got, things in just looking here i've got some golf keys in there with- I mean, there's nothing, no reason why I would have those in my bag. I don't take my hand <laughs> and of, somehow it all
0: ends up in there. It's just, but isn't it fascinating? And I think it does give a bit of an insight into people, what they have in their handbags. And it's actually, yeah. so when I do it at events, some women are really, they become
1: really self-conscious and self-aware yes, of, you know, they don't emotional want... yeah. about their handbags. It's a, it's a considered an emotional purchase when you get a handbag, you can just probably spend ages. And I I mean, I see women taking ages to find the perfect handbag. um, And it's whatever's perfect to them. Um, And I think also your handbags is also a good depiction of um, the stage that you're at in your life um so if you imagine in your 20s you probably had the little um mcdonald's the, hamburger McDonald's probably hamburgers <laughs> or the little um little gin bottles you know all oh, yeah. of those things that you might have had then you'd always had a brush and hairspray all these sorts of things and then like jenny was saying there you know you've got children's implements because oh, you never know yeah. when you've got to um entertain them and so in my head that i've been through that those sorts of stages um now well, today mine away. is hey can i can I ask Sarah? Just do you know anyone? Do you ever use
2: one of those handbags that's really small? You know the ones that don't even fit the
1: phone in. Who uses who uses those bags? Right. Well, I will tell you what. I'll send you one, <laughs> which I just designed for that very reason. It's 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 the smallest handbag in the world, but it's also the most organized handbag you will ever be, um, because it was exactly the same thing. There are some places you don't want to carry a ton of things. So I designed one with an integrated wallet and purse in it and then still enough space and we've tested it. You can actually go for a whole day with all your stuff in it that you would actually need and all the customers call it the TARDIS. (laughs) <laughs> um, because it looks so <laughs> small yeah rachel mctavish did a, a whole day with this blooming bag oh yes, um yeah taking i used to work with rachel yes yeah, so she, she did it she and her. customers yeah. themselves it's also the hardest bag for me to si- to sell for that very reason because mm-hmm. people don't think that they can get enough in it um, so, so, so i, I think we'll have a you're cha- being challenged challenge jenny yes That's <laughs> it. i like this because this yes.
2: people lift up my handbag and they're like what is in there because it does roll and i don't know genuinely what is in there that much but they never ever ever are light little bags it's a good workout though isn't it it? having a big bag it is true having a big bag
0: well actually one of the things that i've got in my bag at the moment i actually brought along a couple of gifts i'm really sorry that you're not here jenny but i'll have to send you yours um but it is coming up for easter yeah it's coming up for easter and i thought about buying um some easter eggs for you but i actually found this company that made chocolate handbag chocolates with handbags and then chocolates with trainers on them Ah. (laughs) so like yeah I just I it's bought I bought tremble. these for, for Easter technically because it's Easter right now it um, is. <laughs> but I did that's wonder, true. yeah I know so I've been carrying these around and you'll notice that none are missing from the box I see that's, that that's yeah. very good yeah, of yeah you. Thanks. that's it's very been difficult on the train mm. this morning <laughs> thank
1: you very much it's been difficult <laughs> They've got little- that's actually like the bag that's on the chocolate is very similar to one of our um, bags actually oh, the we Jessica <laughs> bag so and it's a bag that you can put loads of stuff in yeah um, well so- do you know
0: Jenny it is a bougie chocolate company so I will make sure I send them to you <laughs> oh
2: God, I'm, I'm thanking you virtually right now so you. i'm gonna be oh I'll, no i'll not. get
1: the bag i'll get the little handbag sorted out for you as well <laughs> but oh,
0: i do i love this and we're gonna have to you, yeah i'm gonna have to find out whether jenny survives a day
2: um with uh with yeah, yeah this tiny tardis handbag. Yes. Like, absolutely I'm, I'm up for this challenge i feel like i feel like i need to provide you both with something like
0: no, 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 we've, no. We've had the pleasure of your, your company, company virtually through, thankfully, well, because Sarah well, brought uh, well, um, I'm, I'm, internet to us.
2: Product in the well, hopefully, with coronavirus that we'll be launching at some point soon. And so, once it's there, I'll send you it. It's a, it's a beauty supplement, so I will get those that to you as well when it comes out. Oh, you'll have to tell us more about
0: this. Yeah.
2: Um, well, it's it's as you were saying, it's a difficult time to release a product. So, um, we're we're meant to be releasing like in the next few weeks, but it depends on. It's not the ideal time to encourage people to spend unnecessarily. So, um, it's a it's a beauty supplement. As I will tell you more about it once it once it comes out. But it's a collagen supplement, and um, we've been working on it for quite a while. It's my husband and I. That have done it and it's our little, it's our little baby and it's exciting for me because it's my first venture really outside media and doing something that I wanted to do so it's um it's it's a kind of officially my first First chance yes. to be a proper businesswoman, so I'm quite excited about good. it. Oh,
0: congratulations! That congratulations! And I realise that you're wanting to be very sensitive about what you're saying and what you're releasing. Um, I've heard a lot about collagen supplements recently. Obviously, collagen is what keeps your the the elasticity mm. in your skin. Yes. Um, so mm. uh, yeah, I'd love to. I'd definitely love to yeah. find out more about Can it. Can
1: have a little yeah. bag in a bag with <laughs> collagen <laughs> inside my bags. It's a good <laughs> add on yeah. product. Um, well, what have you
2: got? it's yeah, no, it's, it's good for like hair skin nails your guts I mean there's so many benefits so uh yes I'll tell you more about it and it's a liquid collagen Exciting. so um oh, that's quite empty. good
1: actually that you're not having to swallow a tablet because people don't like often swallowing um tablets yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll just
0: probably leave that one there but <laughs> <laughs> Sarah, sorry <laughs> <laughs> so, no but this must be a really scary time for you then because you know a lot of people will are starting businesses and have been planning to or have just opened the coffee shop so you know and that this is a really scary time
2: really yeah. scary. no I think so I think it is and because you don't we don't know what's going to happen either so um you don't know if it's worth plowing forward and kind of going ahead with it and just hoping for the best if there'll be a turnaround or
1: could we wait or is it insensitive to do something
2: like nah, that I, just, it's I, very I think to make a problem, I think
1: yeah I think with any of these things, there's never going to be a good time, so you just have to do it. Um, there was never a good time to go off and start a handbag company. There was never a good time to start an IT company. There's never a good time to do, you know. And so you'll always find an excuse. So I reckon you just go for it. Um, yeah. yeah, you you'll do it. If there was
2: a lot of things that were, were on the cards. I think there's quite a few things that have been cancelled now, actually, because of the current climate. So um, uh, we've got. I've just got. I'm on smooth breakfast six days a week so you can still hear me there and then I'll have my um the new brand coming in as well so those are the two things that are keeping me busy at the moment fab
0: and and I know that Seda you're just back from Turkey because you've I'm been designing Turkey.
1: a backpack yes which is so, beautiful yes and um, so our main um bag I've now turned our main bestseller is the Dahlia and we've now turned it into a backpack version but I didn't want it to be like a a backpack that you would um, go running with or anything like that I wanted it to be very much a, um, a handbag yeah. first with the extra functionality so it's taken I can't believe how long it feels like it's taken forever to design it and get it right mm-hmm. um, but it's been great and I've had lots of feedback from my customers so I've really involved them in this whole process as well mm-hmm. um, so at least at the end of it they'll be able to say well we did a little part of that, um, which was kind of nice to do. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, hopefully we'll get past this and we'll be able to launch it. I well, think it'll best... be a bit later, but we'll yeah. get there. It, I yeah. mean, it
0: does look beautiful. It's a beautiful, beautiful backpack. Um Thank I you. had the pleasure of seeing it when I visited the, the workshop. Yeah. Um, Jenny, do you have any advice to people um, about how to find some headspace
2: and how to sort of declutter their, their lives? Do you know, I always... I mean, I, I come from the point of view that I think that fresh air and getting outside and for me, exercise is actually the best way forward because it gives you something else to focus on. It gives you time out on your own. Being outdoors and getting fresh air is key to it as well. And I think if you allow even time for a walk every day on your own, by the time you come back, quite often you can see things a little clearer. And just that, that time out every day for me is actually key. And and it's so important it's been there have been times when I've really needed that more than any other time or you might be bucketing outside and or you might be injured and all these opportunities are limited but actually that if you can just make time for yourself don't see it as selfish don't see it as neglecting your other responsibilities just try and find time every day everyone can make 10 minutes just have 10 minutes to yourself every day just to go out be on your
0: own I think that's amazing yeah and that's really important is to not feel selfish about it that it is something
1: for you what about you Sina? I'd be pretty much the same really it's it's because it's really easy to not take time for yourself and I can think of a hundred reasons as I sit at my desk thinking I won't do that I won't do that I'll just finish this I'll just do that I'll just do that and then by the time it gets to the end of the day I suddenly thought I haven't actually left my desk Um, I think obviously I've been in training for the next 12 weeks already Um, but yeah um, when I I'm, when I'm thinking about it I know I have to get up and yeah. just you know take some time out and I think like um, Jenny I'd go for a walk um, mm-hmm. and just even if it's around the block um, or into our village just to get out mm-hmm. and see other people because a lot of the work I do is at home anyway so it can be quite isolating yeah. so it's actually quite nice to remember that there are people around you
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, so yeah um, take time I think And it's not selfish I think it's so important to I
0: mean definitely Take take the time for yourself And realise that it's part of your work Mm. Is is having that that space So for me it's been The introduction of meditation recently But that's maybe post um being in nepal for, for, you, for two yeah. weeks yeah that's really affected me well um you. it's been so wonderful speaking to you both thank you so much for your time jenny thank you for joining us and and seda thank you for coming from from
1: scotland to be you're here today. very thank welcome you. you're very welcome i'm looking forward to uh, the the jenny oh, challenge now <laughs> <Brilliant>. <laughs> me too me too <laughs> i know it to
2: that i have indeed thank you so much for having me and i'm sorry i'm not there with you with you today i hope that we get the chance to meet up in person another time i hope soon. so too jenny thanks again take care
0: thanks so much for listening we would love to hear your thoughts on how to get some headspace or perhaps you've got some inspo quotes you'd like to share well i would love to read them out get in touch on twitter at tv j using the hashtag ask for more or join our facebook group the ask for more podcast see you soon